Welcome to the Happy Customer Channel. I'm Giacomo Puccini, and today I'll be talking to Brandon Opolobi. He's a stempreneur who blends STEM education and business entrepreneurship to help advance the community. We'll dive into his take on making students, families, and educators happy customers. This episode is brought to you by Buena Vista Creative, Miami's premier digital marketing agency. Visit BuenaVistaCreative.com for more info on how Buena Vista can help your business increase revenue and create the brand and digital presence it deserves. Video and podcast production, web and app development, search engine and social media marketing, logo creation, outdoor, print, swag, and more. Welcome today to the Happy Customer Channel. Today we have Brandon Opalbi, and he is a STEMpreneur, which is a new term, but it's because he's a focused on STEM and an entrepreneur, helping the world become a better place. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure. Uh, we have Dibia Athletic, which is, uh, we promote excellence through athletics. And so we do a lot of individual training between Miami, New Orleans, and Bermuda. Uh, we do camps and clinics as well, which birth our nonprofit Dibia Dream. Uh, Dream stands for Development Through Recreational Education for Aspiring Minds. So we focus on helping kids through after-school programming, through our five pillars of STEM education, financial literacy, health and wellness, mentorship, and sports. Uh, we have STEM Saturdays, where we turn centers into incubators of excellence. Uh, we have the Spark Summer Institute, where we help kids in the summer with STEM, sports, social-emotional learning, arts and culture. Uh, we have the Dream Scholars Program, where we scholarship kids to college. And then we have Dream Explorers, uh, where we send kids on a leadership experience outside the country. So very passionate about Dream and also Dibby Athletic. And then they birthed the third company, which is Science. And science is spelled S-I-Y-A-N-S-E. Uh, it's birthed from the Kiriwanda language in Rwanda. And so we help create the next generation of innovators, scientists, and explorers through our STEM uh, educational tools in a box. Nice. Okay. So you got a little bit of everything. And to kind of sum it down in a way, it's, it's all about helping people become better. Correct. Through we technology and science and education. Yeah, we're trying to basically help youth win at life, uh, create global citizens, and uh, just educate tomorrow leaders today. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And, and what got you into this? Yeah, it was it was me. You know, sometimes uh, I the kids we work with are misunderstood. I was yeah. a bad kid. I tried to <laughs> say I was misunderstood. No, I was a bad kid. Uh, but I ripped open my Nintendo. Um, I got kicked out of the second grade in one school, went to another school, a creative arts school in the French Quarter. So we would do art shows. So my art started selling, and I started a T-shirt company in the third grade. So I was an entrepreneur in the third, third grade. grade. Wow. Uh, but then I moved to Michigan, got kicked out of school, then came back to New Orleans, uh, ripped open a Nintendo, started collecting cement, which I thought was stones. And so my <laughs> mom was like, no, I'll teach you about stones. Um, and so I always was tinkering and always wondered how the world worked. But I was always fascinated with science. I think the way science was... Um, taught to me was exciting. It yeah. wasn't boring. It wasn't just in a box. And so what we're doing today is taking science outside of that box and showing kids the microphones, your mm -hmm. iWatch, your iPhone, games. That's all science. And so you can be a part of the world. It doesn't have to just be sports, right? right. Mm -hmm. And in sports, you can be a trainer. You could be um, head of business development. You right. can build the stadium, right? So it's not just always having to be a player. Uh, you can do so much more in this world. That makes sense. A lot of people usually look at the end product. They don't realize how much goes how, into right. it to make it great. Exactly. And you said when you were shown it, it you 
it was exciting for you. Right. How how was that shown to you, or who who was providing that education? Yeah, you know the f- interesting thing is that my stepmom would take me to Sam's. Okay. And so she would go and you know just buy a bunch of stuff, and then she would always take me to the books. And so nice. when I would go to the books. You know, in Sam's, nothing is small. So you can't, like, get a small (laughs) book. The book is this big. So each time I was able to get a book. And so I would get only, like, science books about the planet, about different animals. I would go through these books. I would write book reports to myself. And then I would grade them. (laughs) This all sounds interesting as I say it now. And I just was so excited, right? I wanted to learn so much more. And then there were different science shows. Uh, We had a science fair. And my father never put a cap on anything I could do, right? And so most people were doing clouds. And I said, Dad, I want to do get a fish tank. And mm-hmm. then I want to get these rods. And I want to get uh, big cotton balls. I want them to hang. I want this wood board. Like, I did all of this stuff instead of just, like, make them on, like, construction paper. And so every time I came up with an idea, he just said yes. And he just watched me build. You know, he would just mm-hmm. buy everything and then just watch me build. So, so But this is, it sounds to me that you, you're, you were very proactive. You were yeah. guiding it a lot, and your parents were just open to it. They're yeah. probably like, "Man, that guy's doing. One. I don't know what he's doing." But yeah, he's doing <laughs> they were they were just fine that I was doing some constructive, <laughs> and so. Uh, but I remember those times. Like he was just sitting there watching, and I was just, you know, my mind as a child, you have unlimited potential, right? Mm-hmm. You don't think of limits, and so they never put a cap on that, and I'm extremely thankful for that. Although, like. I guess one thing that would be a little bit different with some of the kids today, I, I guess even back at that time, because I know there were a lot of kids back then that would get stuck on the Nintendo instead of right. taking it apart, right. they would let it take them apart. Yeah. So how how can you instill that desire for passion right. and learning? Because some people just have no idea what to do. Yeah, it's 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 breaking it's breaking barriers. It's it's sometimes people will say, okay, this is something that I gave you work with it, right? And some people will try to work with it first trying to change it, trying to upgrade it, trying to make it better. And so that's what I wanted to do when the Nintendo stopped working. And you know, everyone, if you had a Nintendo or Sega or whatever, then you just blow in the cartridge <laughs> and whatever. But if it didn't work, it's like, well, why is it not working? I plugged it in, I did everything anybody told me to do. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, let's crack this thing open and see what's going on on the inside. Yeah. The difference is, is I didn't actually have tools, right? So a hammer cracking it open, <laughs> it, it doesn't, it's not gonna go back. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we're trying to do with kids today is ensure that, that they get to tinker um, and their imagination can run wild, right? We have projects. Well, in a safe space. Yeah, in a safe space. We have projects, but if they're like, hey, if we build a wiggle bot and it only can turn this way, but they wanna make it into a propeller fan and mm. turns any type of way, go ahead. And so we allow that innovation, that thought process to happen, uh, minus saying you can't do that. You know, there's a lot of parameters in education or in spaces where children are where they will not allow their minds to go where it can go, right? We are not going to figure out the problems of today. Our future is. But if we keep telling them they can only do it this Mm -hmm. way. um, And so I think I was a bit of um, a disruptor in that way, but like uh, on the positive side, I hope. That's awesome. Yeah. So you're saying, so it's almost like guided, unstructured learning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Which is cool because that's exactly right. Typically, school or education right. is you got to do it my way. Right. You got to do it a certain way, and they're not always as flexible to it. So right. how do you break that bridge? Because I mean, you look at it. Our society is very structured. They're built, and right. they understand that. They don't understand anything different. How do you help people understand that there's different things out there? Yeah, I think with I think the pandemic 
brought a lot of things to light. One of them was education reform that we kept talking about, um, Mm -hmm. gaps in STEM with uh, gender equity and things like that. Um, And so there was a conversation and then there wasn't any movement. And so you're starting to see people uh, try to lead that movement, which is great. Uh, For us, we said, you know what, instead of us trying to continuously beat down the door, let's give them a product and a curriculum where it meets all of the standards. So the new company, Science, all of our kids meet the national science standards. So if you're in Mm -hmm. third grade and your science standard is whatever it may be, when you buy this kit, you're actually doing that science standard. So we're breaking down that door, just not how we used to. Before we were kicking in the door. Now (laughs) it's more of like, hey, we have this product. It's going to help your kids. It's going to meet the various standards you have, the assessment tests that you have, and things like that. And so now the kids are having an amazing time. Um, And then also, too, outside of science, um, I host Hands-On STEM on Discovery Education. And so they've helped as well because they have partnerships with almost every school district, right? So Thursday, uh, once a quarter, I come in your classroom, and now I'm your science class for that day. And so that's how... We are getting into rooms. It's more of um, it's partnership, but it's also showing them a way that they understand. Let's say leadership understands like, okay, hey, this new way works Mm -hmm. um, and we need to do our best to ensure that our kids have this opportunity. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so so it's there's a lot of different stakeholders or right. as we can call them customers and right. you have to figure out how to make them happy. So you've got, like you said, the kids and that seems to be from what it, what it sounds like, the, the least of your concerns, they're always very willing and engaged. Yeah, kids are ready to go. <laughs> yeah, but then you have the other side, like the right. schools or the, the different educational centers right. that require a little bit more finagling. You have to figure right. out how to get your foot in the door. Right. And then I'm assuming, uh, is this all self-funded, or how do you get funding to make all this happen? So each business was self-funded. Um, the new business science uh, is now getting a lot of attention uh, for venture capital and things like that, but right now we're still self-funded. Um, the nonprofit was started as self-funded, but now we've grown and uh, made a huge impact globally. Mm-hmm. So now we have more stakeholders from various corporations, private donors, and things like that. So it's really about, one, everyone wants to get behind someone who has a proven track record, yeah. which you know I think everybody understands that. And I think as an entrepreneur in the beginning, I didn't understand that, right? I worked so hard mm-hmm. with Dibby Athletic, and we grew to a level where once we started the new business, I just figured this people would support, right? And people were like, okay, we don't know what this is. You just started yesterday. And it's also different with nonprofit, right? There's mm-hmm. accountability on many levels. And so that took time. But once people started to see the product and understand, the support came, right? And so the same thing's going to happen with science. Uh, we already have, and you know, we pre-sold pretty much half of our inventory, which is great. Um, and now we're in the process of figuring out, okay, new kits and how mm-hmm. do we get more stakeholders? How do we meet with more superintendents, uh, more partners in the education space to see how do we help kids, right? And so that's what we're doing now is making sure that our customer understands that this is the best product for your kids to help them create, um, explore, and innovate through science. And so we're going to have to go back to the drawing board. The same hunger I had with Dibby Athletic, Dibby A Dream has to be, you know, times 10 with science, right? And it's also with um, discovery, making sure, okay, we get in more classrooms where um, I think last year we engaged 50,000 kids. And now it's like, okay, we got to take it up a notch, right? Because there's more kids um, and figuring out how to do it. 
Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. So, like, how, how do you kind of, like, make that happen? Or how are you able to get in front of these different people? Yeah, it's all relationships. I think that it's it's going to uh, – I was on – we we got an award. The nonprofit got an award yesterday from the mayor. Congratulations. And so, thank you. Thank you. And so you'll see different people like, and they'll, this person will say, oh, I'm superintendent of – whatever school district, right? And I'm like, oh, follow. <laughs> and then, hey, this is what we're doing and things like that. But it's building a relationship because they knew either someone from the city or they're related to the mayor or uh, Venture Miami also helped us as well in the city of Miami. So they are connected some way. So now it's like, okay, build that relationship with them. Use the network that we have at Discovery. Use the network that we have with our nonprofit or our for-profit or our partners in other countries to get into those doors because... You know, I, I learned from the first business, we could do a ton of marketing. Mm -hmm. There's nothing better than word of mouth. That's true. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I guess, would you say it's because you originally come from New Orleans, right? Right. Or uh, So would it be very different doing it there versus here? Do you think there's a difference in where you choose to make things happen? Uh, I think more for us, it's just about partnerships for us. It's um, If it's the nonprofit, it's a like-minded uh, sponsor. Mm -hmm. and principal of a school to ensure that we get our after-school program there. Uh, for science, that's just, you know, it's online. Anyone who wants a kit can buy a kit. If okay. it's a school district, it's that relationship. But everyone now, you hear STEM or STEAM every other conversation, right? And yeah. so it's about finding people who are in the space who are looking to engage in STEM curriculum, STEM education, and things like that. So right. it's not necessarily different. Um, but we do, if we go into a new community, before we just went in with our curriculum, with our program, and we now sit down with the stakeholders and say, what do you need? Right. So if you need literacy over STEM, we're going to focus on literacy and then bring you STEM, right? Because we can't, if you can't read or yeah. they don't understand the worksheets, it's not going to work. And yeah. so we're, we're bettering a community. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that, would that be a challenge at times where you're trying to get certain so i mean you, you have your footprint mainly mm -hmm. here in miami right correct and then from there to reach the other side of the country for example california how easy is that with the different ventures so with dibby athletic uh we just expanded to dallas uh and we're in bermuda and so that was basically partnerships through uh, people we knew right okay. and so we're on the ground in front of you dream was primarily based in miami uh, atlanta and new orleans because of COVID. We expanded virtually via Zoom uh, to 32 states and 12 mm -hmm. countries, right? And so now it's um, we can still do Zoom, right? And yeah. so we can do videos or different things like that, which opened up the, oppor the opportunity for conversation to um, do partnerships like with the Memphis Grizzlies. We went in person, but they saw what we were doing, right? Nice. And so um, now with science, it's the same thing. It's using those networks, mm -hmm. To expand it, they go online or it's a partnership there. Hey, we were on Zoom and we have 100 kids. We, we want 100 kids. Okay, fine. Here you go. And so it's about solving that problem that we consistently were hearing about. I think that's something that drives me. Uh, one of my motivations is I consistently hear something, hear something, hear something. It's like, okay, how do we fix it? Mm -hmm. Because at this point, I'm not the only person who heard about it, if I've heard about it this much, right? And so now it's, it's time to engage and figure out, okay, who can we partner with? Who can we bring to the table? And how do we actually handle the solution? Right. Yeah. So let's, I guess there's might maybe certain viewers that don't understand STEM or what it stands for sure. or what it does. Cause yeah. I, I lived abroad for a while and abroad STEM is all the craze. Like if you're not going to a STEM educational 
facility or right. work, going starting with that, then it makes it very difficult for you to advance in other scholastic careers. So right. can you elaborate on that a little bit? Sure. STEM is science, technology, engineering, and math. Uh, if you add the A is for arts, so in oh. STEAM. Uh, and so when we started, it was STEM. And like the next day they came out with STEAM in 2014. <laughs> and so we were saying STEAM, nobody knew what we were talking about. So we just kept calling it STEM. And now people are really understanding um, that arts is important. For us, I, I really want everyone to unbox STEM, right? We're only putting it in a box, so now it can only be STEM, right? Not mm -hmm. understanding that everything has arts. Like all of this is creative. Someone created this microphone, right? That's true. And that's, that's art. Right. Uh, and that's that's a thing that we consistently try to say, oh, science is only over here and it can't touch law. That's that doesn't make sense. Or for mm -hmm. basketball. Right. The Golden State Warriors use um, analytics to understand how they're going to win games. If we hit this many threes, you know, we'll win a game. That's all science and technology uh, and math um, and engineering. So um, and and tell us a little bit about your background. So, Brandon. Didn't get into STEM. Well, he did do engineering in school. Right. But before that, you weren't only studying scholastically, right? You right. Were, you were playing ball, right? Yeah. So I played basketball at the University of Miami. Uh, walked on my freshman year. Uh, that's a another insane story. Um, Tell us about it. Sure. <laughs> so um, I was talking to my friend last night about it. There was no way you were telling me I was not playing Division One basketball. But I wasn't recruited by any Division One school. Uh, and so my dad applied for every other school in New Orleans. I said, I'm not going to the school in New Orleans. I applied to Georgia Tech, Michigan, um, University of Tennessee, and Duke. University of Miami sent me my application. And so I completed the application. They gave me an academic scholarship. I get to campus. Uh, I said, okay, I'm going to walk on. That's the only way I can get on this team. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> all I knew was a one-day tryout. That's all I knew. That summer, I had uh, like food poisoning, so my stomach hurt. Okay. So the same pain happened like the week of trials. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll be fine. Oh, no. So the day before trials, everybody's like, you need to go to the emergency room. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. So I went to the hospital on campus. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, you need to go to emergency right now. They're ready for you and things like that. I'm like, ready for what? They're like, you have your appendix needs to be removed. Like, you need to go now. It's like, no, I have trials tomorrow. I'll, I'll go after trials. They're like, no, you need to go now. So I go. Soon as I walk into the hospital, they already knew who I was. They were pumping me up with shakes. Wow. I text my dad. I don't remember much after that. When I wake up, my dad's there. I'm talking to my friends because they went to the trial. Nobody made it. That was my friends, right? And so uh, my high school coaches knew the coaches at Tulane. I mean, at well, at Tulane, but they, that Tulane head coach became the University of Miami head coach. So he saw me play, Perfect. but he wasn't recruiting me. And so he was like, look, we'll give you a one-day tryout in two weeks after you're recovered. Um, oh, how lucky. I don't know if anybody's had an appendix removal, but that pain is, uh, is insane. And oh. so till this day, I don't know how I came back in two weeks, but I had a tryout one day and made the team. And... Our walk-ons had two jerseys with no name on the back that they would rotate through four players. <laughs> and so the story, we're playing the Big East tournament my freshman year, and uh, Dick Vitale would be, you know, PT peer and things like that. He would write on people's jerseys and stuff. And so I'm in the game. I make a pass. I get a steal. I had to play two minutes, but in the Big East uh, tournament, Madison Square Garden, my phone's going nuts. But I'm like, I didn't do anything. I didn't score. I didn't shoot. 
But they were like, did you see ESPN? I was like, no, I didn't see ESPN. I just got back. Uh, Dickie V wrote my name on the back of my jersey and said, he's a PTP or he's ready to play coach. And so from there, my senior year, um, I got a scholarship, which I'm extremely thankful for, um, and was able to meet some great people and just um, great relationships. So thank you to the University of Miami for that. Very cool. Very cool story. I mean, it's always great when, I mean, having a background a little bit on uh, athletics, of course, helps strengthen you. And especially when, oh, of course. when you make when you do something where you have appendicitis, you have to have your appendix removed. Right. And then you're right back at it. Right. So those those are things that, I guess, show you character. And it seems like you've had a very strong character your entire life that's helped you move forward in life. Yeah, I, I mean, I get that from my parents, uh, really the elders in my family. I, I would say they were very uh, disciplined. Uh, some people like to say strict. Good word. But um, <laughs> once I got older and realized, I thanked them. Uh, when I graduated... My dad threw this big party and all my family was there and I was able to do a speech and I was I just thanked all of the elders in my family because they were really strict with me. But that that gave me the discipline I needed to go where I was going. Right. I didn't yeah. know that at the time. Um, and of course, you're a kid. You don't understand right. that you're trying to do all all kinds of things. But it was definitely needed, especially in the community I was raised in. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that's very cool. So let's let's uh, shift back a little bit to the customer. So we did talk about the kind of the different customer segments that you have, um, and that you you've done some different marketing strategies. Mm -hmm. So you trade the digital marketing or, or right. traditional marketing, might we say? Right. And you find word of mouth to be the biggest opportunity. When you do have those opportunities for for word of mouth to meet with people, how can you convert or make these customers believe in you and? Want to move forward? With yeah, I, I think I've, I've done a lot of leadership, ex, um, I would say cohorts, uh, read various magazines, and people kind of talk about pitching. Mm. Um, and I think yeah. one time I was tired of structuring my conversation to get someone to do something I know that they should believe in. And so I just changed it to being comfortable and telling them my story and talking to them versus it's not it's not a structured conversation. I'm not showing you numbers just to show you numbers. These are facts, mm -hmm. but the facts are within the story that I'm telling you, but the story is not a, it's not, um, it's not a false story. It's truth, right? It's, it's the reason. Yeah. It's the reason why we're here today, but it's also in front of you on a daily basis. And so it's really having that conversation and showing passion, right? You have to be, if you're not passionate about what you're talking about, or what you're selling or what you're trying to do, that that's the game changer, right? I'm not, I'm not actually selling people anymore on what we have. I know it works, uh, and we're going to find people who want to support or who want to use the product. And that's what we're seeing now. You know, with the nonprofit, it's many different kids in various communities. Once we come in, you know, the parents, the students, the principals, everyone's like, we love the program. Now the kits that we've sold already, everyone is sending me pictures. Um, and parents are now, uh, I launched a YouTube channel I call it Science Saturdays. So I do a lot of stuff on this Saturday. The different spelling of science. Yeah, right? the different spelling of science. And How's so S-I-Y-A-N-S-E. -S 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 -E. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So they want to do, when they buy the kit, they want to do it on Saturday. So one of my friends the other day was like, my kids are driving me nuts trying to open the box and do all this stuff, but I'm saving it for Saturday. And so you see the excitement, right? But that's not, we didn't craft that. You know, I sat down with our graphic designer to make this amazing box. Uh, shout out to 84 Studios. Uh, we work with our 
operations consultant, the profit nerd, and they make sure that we're able to get all of uh, our product the right way. Uh, we have a great curriculum um, with Heidi Brennan. Uh, we have uh, Dollar Bill Studios who've done our animations. So these are a team of people who have helped this come to light, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's really about making sure when we sit down with someone, we look them in the eye and say, okay, if everyone's talking about STEM or STEAM, this product will help that, right? So when we do our boat kit, it's not you just you just don't get a boat, right? You get a captain's hat, you get a <laughs> compass, so you feel like you're a captain on a boat, you get a remote control, so many people will build a boat and it'll just go away. No, you can control it and things like that. You get cool instructions. Mm -hmm. It talks about the history. So it's you're now into the project versus mm -hmm. opening a box and then you build something and that's it, right? You're, you're experiencing uh, science and that's what we want. That's cool. Yeah. And I think that's where it takes learning to a different level is where you get a chance to experience everything and right. you, you get to participate. So what's been one of your challenges to move the STEM oh, man. forward? <laughs> the challenge, I would, I would say the challenge for the new business is um, timing. You know, we work with so many different people. We have suppliers in different places. Uh, so in my head, something will be there and I'm like, okay, we need this done, right? I have to send it to you. And then from there, you have to send it back. We go through various iterations and things like that. So it's really the timing. But now that we've come out with the first three kits, we know, mm -hmm. okay, it takes us however long. So let's plan that process out. Let's understand that. And let's all be collective, right? We were doing things like I would come up with an idea. Then I send it to you. It was like this. No, everything now goes up. So we're all on the same page. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what would you do different, I guess? Because you started 2014, right? I started the nonprofit in 2014 okay. and uh, started science at uh, October 2020. So, so it's been a growth process. Yeah. Different yeah. Everything has a progress. Everything started on the same date. Interesting. 2011 <laughs> to uh, October 17th. Different uh, years. 2014, 1017, oh. 2020, 1017, which is very interesting. <laughs> um, I might have had to call with the Discovery in October. I, I got to go back and check that. But um, I'm not sure I would change anything. I, of course, there's there's opportunity to be better, but I think that I, I learned so much that way that I probably wouldn't have learned it if I did everything the right way, right? right? I, I want those lessons. Uh, even when we send stuff to people or we do our after-school program or we train a child, I'm always asking for feedback. I want to know how do we get better or how do we uh, differentiate ourselves? How do we ensure that the experience that you had with any one of the businesses I'm involved in uh, was the best experience you ever had? So I'm not sure we would change much. I would probably be more patient. I would probably uh, communicate better. And I would bring people to the table on more decisions. I do a lot on my own and then I come back to people versus kind of including them in what we do. And that inclusion uh, is because I was, you know, I was just a child by myself, you know, so I was doing everything by myself. And so kind of, that's kind of how I operate as an entrepreneur a little bit, but with the out, the impact that I want, it's not possible. Yeah. And when I know you mentioned that your parents were there more on the side of helping you, focus for, for, or not necessarily focus, but they gave you the freedom to explore. Right. Did you have anybody that kind of like was more as a educator mentor or did you do that later in life? No. Um, I think just watching both of my parents are extremely successful entrepreneurs. We never talked about entrepreneurship. They only talked to me about 
hiring staff. That's just something that we always talked about, or they felt open to talk to me about. Um, but I would say my my parents, they both taught themselves the business okay. uh, so that they were they're, in. They're entrepreneurs as yeah, well. Yeah, they're entrepreneurs as well. Um, my dad has an accounting firm. My mother owns a spa. Cool. Um, and so... Totally different things. Yeah, totally different <laughs> things. But I think education just came in the home. Like it was, you cannot... Uh, you could not get good grades. Like that was just a thing. We will give you the Expectation. world. Right. But if you slip on grades, like the world's <laughs> taking away fourth grade. And I, I've said this before. Fourth grade, my first report card was all Fs. Oh, and my cool. father took the world away from me. I saw my father and my family and people at school. Like I didn't see friends. I didn't see outside family. If you came yeah. to the house, that's when I saw you. Yeah. And so it was that important. But it was also like I got all F, so it was, like, it was kind of major. <laughs> I think that's partially when you. So I also have entrepreneurial parents. Okay, she, she was very focused on grades as well. I think, right. and my parents were immigrants as okay. well. So I think both those sides they really focus on education. Yeah, education is is everything. Like, uh, and we use education as a pathway to various success, mm -hmm. and so that's where that came from. And it was never. Um, I think the people in my life, like my basketball coaches. Uh, you do have a teacher. Uh, my fifth grade teacher changed my life, not necessarily from the education side. She just sat me down because from second to fifth grade, you know, Brandon was a wild child. Miss uh, Foley sat me down and she was just like, Brandon, you're going to be amazing. You're going to do amazing things in this world. But if you keep going down this path, <laughs> it's just not. And I don't know how she was able to reach me, but she did. Wow. And from that day on, I just changed, you know, my trajectory. So I think it's really looking at um, education today as a tool, but also how do we make it fun, right? Mm -hmm. Education does not have to be boring. Education doesn't have to be um, where we're just, you know, in aisles learning a right. boring way. It, it's education can be fun. We can go outside and learn. That's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, we can take field trips a whole week. We can do all types of things versus, you know, studying to take a test and then we take a test and we never talk about anything again. Right. And that's essentially like your backgrounds kind of guided you to go that down that path. So you had uh, freedom to learn and grow how right. you felt comfortable with your parents. You had p different people in your life, like your your one teacher who right. was like, hey, get your act straight. And right. luckily broke through to you. And then right. you're trying to take these learnings and help other people. So how, how can people with the things you put together, what's the best way if they want to get involved in it or they want to do it? How would they best approach it? Sure. Uh, if they want to get involved in what we do. Uh, yeah, with, okay. With because you've mentioned there's several several yeah. different groups. So I guess on the one the box thing, right? The, what is that called? STEM kits. STEM kits. So the STEM yeah. kits, and what's the name of the the group? Uh, that's science. So if anyone so wants science. to uh, purchase a STEM kit, they're mm -hmm. online at uh, science s i y a n s e dot com. Uh, if you want to come to STEM Saturdays or want to be involved in our after school programs, is Dibia Dream D i b i a Dream dot org. Uh, if we'll, you, we'll put yeah. it on the screen. Okay. And if you want uh, basketball training or anything like that is Dibia Athletic, D-I-B-I-A Athletic, no S. People always want to put an S on athletics, <laughs> uh, com. We are expanding into other sports, but right now we're focused on basketball. Well, you've got a good background with that too. Yeah. And if are you, you want to see- them how to slam? Some people, Some you know, people. not everybody, not everybody. You know, you know, we start with the fundamentals, <laughs> we building blocks. That's a good idea. Yeah. Good idea. And then for, um, if you want to see any of the educational shows we've done with hands-on STEM on Discovery Education, it's stemcareerscoalition.org. Perfect. And the website also, the .org website will 
it lead you to the other details or the no other so the the one site that leads you to all of them is uh opalabi o-k-p-a-l-o-b-i.com so that'll give you you know if you go there you'll get the scope of everything but everything else has its individual dot com dot com yeah okay. that's your last name that's right. interestingly right. enough good yeah. choice <laughs> <laughs> you won't forget that that's very cool but we do brandon we appreciate having you here so much thanks for giving us a little bit of your background on yeah. going from uh a lost child, might we say, <laughs> getting a little bit stern action from the par- from right. the teacher and the parents giving you the freedom, but then you made the right path, right. and from there uh, w- was able to do some pro level college basketball. Yeah, and, yeah. And you're taking all those learnings and fundamentals and helping everybody um, now have the opportunity to learn and grow and, yeah. and do the same. So, no, thank you for your time today. Thank you for having me. Um, this was amazing. Absolutely. So once again, everybody, thanks for joining us and thanks for Brandon for being here today. Thank you. And please like and subscribe and we hope to see you next week. Thank you for watching this episode of the Happy Customer Channel. If you enjoyed Brandon, please like and subscribe.